0: All You Need To Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business.
1: Brought to you by Small Cases. Invest in ready-made portfolios created by professionals.
0: Good morning. You're listening to the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint, and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 5th of November. India has decided against joining a trade agreement covering much of Asia, paving the way for 15 other countries to sign a China-backed regional deal next year. The government conveyed its decision to exit the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or RCEP, according to foreign ministry official Vijay Takur Singh, who spoke to reporters in Bangkok yesterday. At that same summit, a proposed meeting between Southeast Asian leaders and U.S. representatives got very little response after President Donald Trump decided to avoid the annual summit for a second straight year. Only three leaders showed up for the meeting from the 10-member Association of Southeast Asian Nations, that's Thailand, Laos and Vietnam. Now, Yes Bank has been in focus since last week when the bank announced it had received a binding offer worth $1.2 billion. Its results put the focus back on asset quality, which continued to show signs of stress. Now, it has come to light that Rakesh Junjanwala has purchased nearly 1.3 crore shares of Yes Bank for around 87 crore rupees through open market transactions. According to bulk deal data available with the Bombay Stock Exchange, Junjanwala purchased the shares amounting to 0.5% stake of Yes Bank at an average price of 67.1 rupees per share. There's some regulatory news to talk about. The Reserve Bank of India has introduced a liquidity management framework for NBFCs which seeks to bring in a liquidity coverage ratio of 100% for them in a phased manner. All non-deposit taking NBFCs with asset size of 10000 crore rupees and above and all deposit taking NBFCs irrespective of their asset size will soon have to maintain a liquidity buffer which will promote a resilience of NBFCs to potential liquidity disruptions according to a statement from the RBI. The liquidity coverage ratio requirement will kick in on the 1st of December 2020 with the minimum high quality liquid asset to be held being 50% of the ratio. The Reserve Bank of India said that this would be gradually brought up to 100% by December of 2024. The RBI has also tightened rules for compensation packages offered to the top managements at private sector lenders and introduced mandatory rules to claw back rewards should a lender falter. The RBI's final rules, which followed a draft set of guidelines put out for consultations in February, came against the backdrop of weak asset quality performance of a number of private sector lenders over the last few years. In other news, the Managing Director and Chief Executive Officers of Credit Rating Agencies shall not be members of their rating committee, according to the Securities and Exchange Board of India. Instead, these committees of rating agencies shall report to a Chief Ratings Officer. In international news, there are developments on the US-China trade talks. Apparently, Beijing is reviewing locations in the U.S. where President Xi Jinping would be willing to meet with Trump in order to sign the Phase 1 trade deal. Uh, That's according to people familiar with the plans who spoke to Bloomberg. It's the latest sign that tensions in the spat, which is more than a year old and involves nearly $500 billion in goods shipped in both directions, are easing. Earlier, the Communist Party's Global Times newspaper reported that China, heartened by progress made in the talks, may temporarily hold off an imposing $3.6 billion in sanctions on U.S. products, as recently approved by the World Trade Organization. In international markets, U.S. stocks ended higher, with the Dow and the S&P 500 climbing 0.4% each, the Nasdaq rising over half a percent. Asian equities are a little circumspect at the start. The Nikkei playing catch-up, though, was higher by 1.4%, last I checked. With that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. How are we looking today?
1: Hi Alex, good morning, good morning everyone. Global cues are on the positive side today. Asia is also doing well. However, the SX Nifty is indicating a muted outlook. But Tech Mahindra and Titan will be the Nifty companies that will report numbers today. Among the other results, there is JSPL, REC, Godrich Properties, Berger Pains, DV's Labs, Dabur, Future Enterprises, Ajanta Pharma and Apollo Tires. In terms of results announced, Bharat Electronics results were below estimates. Weaker execution and lack of the EVM orders which they got last Last year, dented the top line. Higher tax rate impacted the profits. Persistent systems, the results were better than expectations on all fronts. The revenue beat has largely come in from the growth in its IP revenues. Better than expected growth and margins led to profit beat. SRF results were in line with estimates. The chemical business continues on its growth part, but the other businesses were weak. The chemical business growth was primarily driven in growth in the specialty chemical and the refrigerants business was impacted due to the auto sector slowdown and drop in in global prices, Sun Pharma's subsidiary Tarot reported muted financials. The net sales increased driven by an increase in overall volumes, but the operating profit was dented by higher R&D and selling costs. Even the gross margins were disappointed. TCI expressed the results were strong and that was led by growth in the SME customers. Among the other numbers, strong results from Mahindra Holiday, Sudarshan Chemicals, while weak numbers from Godrej Agrovet, Intellect Design Arena, and Care Rating. Some of the stocks that we need to watch out for, watch out for Bajaj Finance. They have launched the QIP with a flow price set at 4019 which is at a slight discount to the current market price. Tata Steel, the arm, will sell its entire stake of 56.5% stake in Vietnam for 36 crores. Yes Bank will be in focus. Rakesh Junjunwala acquired 1.3 crore shares yesterday in the company via a block deal. And Abu Dhabi Investment Authority acquired 37 lakh shares via a block deal in Wellsman Corp. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, BloombergQuint.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade.
0: Thanks, Darshan. Well, that's all we have for you in this podcast. But as always, and like Darshan says, there's a lot more on the website BloombergQuint.com. So don't forget to check it out. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyruses with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene of the Unseen with Amit Varma Or Shunya, One, hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.